You're listening to The Multiverse. Quick show note for today. This is a comic talk episode, but we recorded this a little while back. Some of this ended up being a bit dated, but we thought you enjoyed it. Here you go. All right, let's get started. Welcome to The Multiverse Podcast. I'm Jason Roberts. I'm Scott Gilbert. No, I'm Steve St. James. Today we're talking comics, specifically the comics that we're reading right now, what we what we're enjoying, and I think I might go first. Let you go first and piggyback. We'll comment. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, are you guys reading the Sadarsky Batman? Yes. Yeah, but I'm a couple of issues behind. Don't worry about okay. spoilers. I I've got short term memory loss, so I probably won't remember it anyway. <laughs> we won't spoil it. No, I, I'm caught up on it. I think the next issue might be next week or something. I'm not sure. But I'm caught up. The first arc is done. And then we have, we're now into issue one after that arc's conclusion. The, right. The fail-safe arc. Okay. But what what was interesting to me is how much the the beginning of the series mirrored his Daredevil run. Very first issue of Daredevil, the Sadarsky Daredevil, Daredevil's off doing his Daredevil things. You see him, you're like, oh, that's a great take on Daredevil. You like it. And he gets blamed for killing somebody right. that he didn't actually kill. Batman, very first issue, he's off doing Batman things. You're liking the way he's doing Batman. And he gets blamed for killing somebody that he didn't actually kill. The exact same story. Literally the same story for those, the first issue of both of those books. Though right. I kind of, Done in a slightly different way. I like the way they did it in the Batman book better. Like, it was pretty tricky. It was good stuff. But, but yeah, I enjoyed it. What's interesting to me, though, is how different that book is from Detective. And you've mentioned that quite a few times, and that's leading me to probably start reading Detective again. Because current Batman, I guess I'm getting tired in the comic book of millionaires being stripped down to just... Or billionaires being stripped down to millionaires and, oh, I'm supposed to feel bad. You know, he doesn't have his mansion anymore and he has his townhouse. I, I don't even have a townhouse. He has to work on his own Batmobile. I mean, Batman had to show up in his own Colorado's um, Batman costume where he lost his utility belt. <laughs> underoos. Underoos. That's color forms and underoos. Color forms and underoos. I got that mixed up. Oh, that's one. Yeah, if, if you had to show up in an Uber. He shows up in his underwear. Yeah. It's like, but they're color forms. So what, what it is, it's just there. tiny whiteies in a white t-shirt. There you go. Stuck bat symbols all over it. I'd read that book. I would, uh, I would read that yeah, book. Yeah, I'd probably not. Get Keith Giffen and uh, McGuire. Get or, Grant Morrison's right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, he but could have fun with it. It's, been it's almost like I, I don't want to read another Daredevil story where everyone figures out he's Daredevil and they blow up his law practice right and his insurance pretty but there's a lot there's a lot of good in the batman run and i enjoyed the fail safe once you start understanding what it it was very reminiscent of, of that jla storyline that morrison or no that mark wade yeah had, um where batman had everyone's weakness tower of Babel. yeah tower of Babel. yep that was fun but you've been Jason, you've been talking up the kind of the crime noir feel of detective comics so i think i'm gonna yeah. get a trade paperback and Catch up. Yeah, Detective is very like, so it's dark, stormy night. Very noir feel. Okay. It, there's a little bit of some strange occult thing, some like immortal occulty thing going on. We 
that you're not clear on yet, bringing in a different cast of characters. I'm really enjoying it. It feels more Batman. It feels like the Batman movie that we just got. Right. Okay. That Batman movie was a very noir sort of story, very detective driven, or at least they attempted a more detective driven kind of story. So detective comics feels like that now. I'm digging it. I, I really like that. I'm with you on the Batman run though. This, this is the same thing I'm annoyed with on Iron Man right now. Iron Man, Tony Stark doesn't have all his money. Yep. What's funny about Tony Stark is it's, it's silly to me for him not to have money because He'll just invent something else and become a bazillionaire again. Like he's, he's so brilliant. He comes up with new ideas. Bruce Wayne is a little more of a problem because he didn't do anything. He didn't, he didn't create Wayne Industries. There's no, no. the days of, there used to be a time in the comics in his history where it was this new crime stopping gear or so, he was always doing something, but now it it is. Yeah, you're right. What he's sitting around, can't take any of his bat tech and, Start selling batarangs out on the market as uh, no shaped like your favorite NFL logo or something. He's not. He's not going to sell fail safe robots everywhere. No. <laughs> all over the place. So, Stephen, you look like you have some thoughts. I do actually, and it's. I have to be very careful here because you, you never want to get anyone in trouble. But I know someone who works for one. Let's just say I know someone who works for one of the big two. Okay. Okay. One of those two. One of the big two. Apple or Microsoft? Basically, okay, yes. And it's quite a few years ago. I don't remember quite how the conversation came up, but it was something... We were talking about something, and it led to this idea of, is Tony Stark... Tony Stark has more money than Bruce Wayne. And this person I know said they... They had a debate about in the office one day, and they came to the conclusion that Bruce Wayne is actually wealthier than Tony Stark because all of Tony Stark's money is tied into his patents and electronics, mm -hmm. whereas Bruce Wayne's money, Wayne Enterprises, is a conglomerate that has investments all over the world. So if one thing goes down for Bruce Wayne, his team of financial, his Lucius Foxes, they just move the money around mm -hmm. and that's okay. But if something goes wrong with one of Tony Stark's thing, it has a tendency to the whole company down with it, which, yeah, it's, if happened, you cut, it's happened a number yeah. of times. Yeah. What's his name? Obadiah Stane back in the 80s. I remember that, that big yeah. takeover thing. And this is a very Elon Musk sort of deal. Yeah. Elon Musk is clearly Tony Stark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. No. He most certainly is. Yeah. So who does that make Bill Gates? It might be. Oh, 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 maybe. Oh, no. maybe. Steve, it's not Steve Jobs. Well, it's not Steve no, Jobs. Yeah. Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. Would be okay. like Bruce Wayne would be Warren Buffett's sole heir because he has this conglomerate and yeah, all these different right. things that the the well, and, and I guess you do Berkshire Tony, Hathaway's invested in. None of yeah. Tony Stark's butlers ended up rich and passed their money on when they died, but Bruce Wayne's didn't. That's how Dick Grayson was running around but, with money now. Hey, Bruce Wayne has his faults, but he makes money for his friend. Yeah, see, both of them know sea kings and gods. Really, Batman, if I'm out of money, I'm asking Aquaman to go swim around a wreck, find me some gold. Uh, Tony Stark did it with Thor. I would show up to the, the hole uh, of the Asgard and walk out with a sack of gold. I See, but I don't see Bruce Wayne doing that because Tony Stark has no shame. We know. 
correct. But Bruce Wayne, I could see him being like, no, all, as long as I'm as long as I'm breathing, yeah. I can still wage my war. I don't need well this other stuff. It's it's Machiavellian with both of them though. If it's if he needs to do that to defeat whatever uh, bad guy of the week is there, yeah, he'll go he'll go rob Fort Knox, use the money to. To stop the bag on put the money back. Put the money back <laughs> and it'll use the investment. No, I know. But I'm not I'm not up to date with Ram V's run on detective. I've got the issues and I haven't gotten around to it. But the the only, one thing to say about Batman though is that I am quite keen and looking forward to and I, I know this is a bit trite, but it seems since the beginning of um Rebirth miss just batman at the, the cave and alfred and the car and the villain of the week and doing his detective thing doing his clever thing it just seems like when it, they're focusing on batman it's, they're focusing on the it's almost like the fallacy of batman or they're focusing on a supporting character well it, they fall into the event trap a the, little bit the yeah. x-men fell into years ago and they're still a victim of now but yeah you know, Joker War, all that. Hey, we sold, sold that, made money with it. Yeah, I, there are some of just those singular Batman stories, or just um, one or two, three little arcs that I don't need you to shake up the whole world. But just tell me a a really good Batman. Yeah, this detective feels like that. It feels I have to read that. It feels like Legends of the Dark Knight. Remember when that was out? Yeah, yeah. Feels very much like Legends of the Dark Knight. Okay. Whether that shaman story, like, what's happening here? That's interesting. One of those sorts of things. I dig it. Scott, what are you reading? Stephen Touchdown 2 Justice Society, JSA. Because I am, as I said to y'all, and I'll say the audience, I'm a huge Justice Society fan. They've always fascinated me when I was a kid, and I picked up the Earth 2 Batman died issue of adventure comics i didn't understand how batman could be dead why superman have gray hair and even after i read it i didn't realize we were on a different earth i loved robin's costume and i was like when did batman have a batman have a daughter a couple years later i figured yeah oh yeah a couple years later when i figured out was earth one and earth two and when dc has put out an attempt at these series i've picked up every one all-star squadron with roy thomas Right. Jerry Ordway, Rich Buckler. Loved that up until Crisis screwed it up. The little miniseries with Lynn. Not really miniseries. Went eight issues. Mike Pavlik. And somebody. I love that when you're trying to figure it out, you're typing a notepad. I mean, like, it's a long there's time. not even a screen in front of you, <laughs> yeah. but you're tapping your fingers yeah. like you're typing on it's, a notepad. The thing is, so I know you know what it is because some of the back issues you brought in from your house, they were in that run of Justice Society was in it. I'm totally blank. I don't know. That was a lot of fun. And then James Roberts and Jeff Johns' yeah. run was a really good favor of mine. So when I heard Johns was going to be writing this, I get excited. Yeah. And... I'm enjoying it, but I'm cautiously optimistic because Johns has burnt me a few times here lately as some of the, uh, there's comes a point where creators run out of ideas. This is intriguing right now because we've got Huntress bouncing between realities. 
running into different versions of the Justice Society. Her mom apparently was a member of the Justice Society in one reality and not in another. And Dr. Fate seems to be the key. I'm two issues in, and I'm giving it a BB minus. Okay. The first issue left me just completely confused. I was like, what in the world is happening here? And I, I was like, even finished it. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm good. Moving on. And, and for me, once I, I suspected, I knew who the villain was. And every time you introduce that particular villain in time trial, mm -hmm. it can be confusing. And then Jeff Johns is applaud that he knows DC history as well as he does. But at the same time, you can get bogged down in continuity. I think he, his last attempt at Justice Society, he did. Oh, okay. He got bogged down trying to finish Kingdom Come and kind of skewed off the rails a little bit. This one, I really want to like, I really want to be excited. About I anticipate the next issue coming up. I just hope that you don't let me down with it, Mr. Jackson. Because one, the problem is also when you write one of these books and then he leaves, the next guy that comes in has no idea what to do and it ends skittering off in some other direction. It happened with his Legion. It happened with his last attempt at Justice Society. It happened with Flash when he was on that. Yeah, I don't know, though. I'm going to I'm gonna take a chance with this one because I've got a feeling this is because you've got you almost have two there's two kinds of jeff johns and should in the unlikely event mr johns is listening to this hopefully i'm going to say anything that litigious and i say it all with the greatest of respect you're super safe exactly <laughs> is there's jeff i think jeff johns is a very good writer even when he's at his yeah even when he's low, he's still, he's like Mark Wade. Even when Mark Wade is low, you can still say, yeah, that's pretty good. Follow along. He's one of these writers who he can deliver his worst. He can deliver a certain level of quality. Usually will put him just a bit above the hue and cry other superhero comic creators. It's just, Johns has a bit of a gift with that. But when Johns is on, when he's at the top of his game, I think there are very few who can stand in his way. But the two Johns, the three Jokers, the two Johns, oddly enough, <laughs> is there's Johns where, and, and here, here's my guess, there's Johns full focus, and then there's either slightly or severely distracted Johns. Slightly or severely distracted Johns is always, it, it's good. But you always know, ah, this could have been a bit better. Case in point, Three Jokers. Case in point, The Flash towards the end, Green Lantern towards the it's Now, it might not be a, a distraction of his own making. Perhaps it's editorially. I, I, I don't know. But you can sometimes sense this sort of, we're meandering. And he's usually really good at not meandering. With this story that he's, this, this book that he's come back to now, I don't know. I get the feeling because of how dense it is. And that's good work for it. Yeah. Because it, there's a lot. There's a lot in here. The fact you have three artists. Yeah. 
them to sort that out. That's right. And I, my spidey sense tells me that this is going to be John's at full focus because if it isn't, this will be a train wreck. But, and we'll know that very quickly. I really like the fact that it has nothing to do with his previous run. It almost feels like he's going out of his way to not have anything to do with well, his previous run, and I really admire that. It definitely doesn't have anything to do with the back half of his second run, where it was the Kingdom Come yeah. trying to start. Because I feel like, and try to be hypercritical of this, he's got to be a huge fan of The Watchmen, and he's got to be a huge fan of Kingdom Come, which is fine. I love both those stories. I would not dare to try to write a story that it, it, it's that, oh, between this explosion and here, we got a Superman in here. What's he going to learn and take back to his Kingdom Come universe? Nothing, because Mark Wade and Alex Ross didn't expound on any of that when right. you sent him back. Right. And then whatever the hell Doomsday Clock was supposed to be. Were you writing a love letter to Alan? Were you trying to get him? Were you trying to get him to come back to work for DC? That, look, look at all this. I think that uh, was it. Oh, all. I, I don't. It, you're, it, I have a very particular it, idea of what he was doing. Well, what do you think this was? I think it was. I'm not going to curse because a few Alan Moore. Yeah, basically, I think this was a. He, you want to see how, how amazingly brilliant this is? Watch me do it too. No, and that's the thing. Now I know that the naysayers will. Are probably burning effigies of me as the... how dare you how dare you i do dare because and, and we will talk about this because i really want to engage you jason in the watchmen discussion yeah. i it's a sacred cow and john strikes me as someone who's take a stab at punching that sacred cow in the face because why not if i can get away with it then i I also think it was his attempt to bring back the Justice Society and the Legion of Superheroes right then. And I think yeah. the, the collapse of whatever was going on at DC Publishing that led them to end up at war, HBO, yeah. all of that, them firing all those editors, I think that was part of it installed be. too. Because when he hits the characters right, he hits them. But then he goes Speaking to write... the devils. Yeah, oh, you realize actually. Oh, so it's still just... What's Terry Dotson? Yeah, he's no, wearing Hughes. Oh, it's Adam actually Hughes before on. Watchmen. It's actually before Watchmen. That's right. That's right. So, so nice. read into that as you will. Doctor <laughs> Manhattan's sitting there staring at me right where now. I, where I sit on the whole yeah. should is Watchmen or and, and I know this is off topic about me reading the JSA, but talking about John, then, then you look at all that, then you look at what he wrote in the Avengers, and oh, he yeah. and he couldn't have missed. He couldn't have swung harder and missed yeah. if I tried to jump off this building with a bed sheet and think I could fly. On the Avengers? Yeah. The Avengers, right before Bendis took over. He did this run, and it, it was like, I'm leaving D.C. because something happened over here, so I'm going to go right over here. It just... It's not very good. It, right when Bendis picked it up and disassembled them? Just right before. Right after. This was, okay. was before. I think it was before. No. No, the Avengers disassembled. Ended it. Disassembled led straight to new Avengers. That's what I mean. What I'm saying is it was Jeff Johns and then Bendit. Oh, yeah, okay. So yeah. But it, yeah, the Red Death. Oh, oh yeah. He, and maybe this is just his thing. Yeah, I think so. I hate to say it, but my only lasting memory of Jeff Johns on the Avengers is this is so shameful. It's that Scott Collins did the artwork and he drew She-Hulk with the purple lacy underwear. Yeah. Because she's destroyed her clothes and all she's got left is on. That is the lasting memory that well, I have. 
Sorry, all concerned. Here's why I have a Jeff Johns run. Hank Pym and Jan. Oh God, that was in that room that too, was in that wasn't run it? When they're in in the Vegas yes. hotel room and why Marvel will never reprint that issue. Yeah. That's why. And Hank Pym comes walking out of Jan Van Dyke's Unmentionables private area <laughs> after an intimate encounter, which brilliant use of Pym particles. <laughs> but there was just something about that. I'm like. Whoa! Hey! Uh, oh my word! It's like, what's going on there? Um, that was pretty. Just like that, we get the explicit on this. Yep. This is, yeah, because it's something like it's your turn. And I remember, what is she gonna do? <laughs> what I mean, if she's gonna do what I think she's gonna do, wow, she's really gonna yeah, be working. I I mean, yeah. Who's who's got the worst end of that deal? But, uh, as getting back to the JSA, I'm hopeless. Yes. I do. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's my I, lasting memory. I we actually have a trade paperback Johns's She Hulk story, and Jason has just found the drawing in, in question of She Hulk in her frilly purple underwear. So this, these guys are like, "This is the worst Avengers ever." And this even brings me a copy. Just read that. I'm not going to say it's the worst Avengers stories ever because I read Heroes Reborn, but what I'm going to say is that if you want an example of when Jeff Jones swings at something and misses, yeah. now granted, it's he, not a good fit. He's got more publishing credits under his belt than I have. Okay, I'll say that out there. Yeah. No, yeah, but I, that's also saying I've crashed more airline air, airplanes than most pilots who walked away. I don't know if in that particular case that's a, but. Back to JSA, what I want them to fix, and I hope they do, is that they keep using Dr. Doctor Fate like he has prophetic visions. Right. And he doesn't. He is a Dr. Strange level sorcerer with Lords of Order. Right. You're, not yeah. you're not playing up the fact that, oh, there's the cover right there. Yeah, I'll find that panel for you too jason yeah there oh did they reprint i see the cover in there but oh if that's in there i might have to buy that because (laughs) (laughs) if you see the drawing there where pim is naked and sweaty and climbing up from under some sheets have you found it there it is there you go you You found gold No, that's a, or is this the edited version? Might be the edited. I think, I think that's the edited version. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Oh, oh God, we're gonna find it. You got to find the actual issue. There's another page of art. There is a whole. There's a whole. There's a whole page missing out yeah. of this. Did they tear it out before they sent it out? That's great. Wow. Um, but. JSA, you're giving it a shot. Is it, are you enjoying it right now? Um, that's hard for me to answer because it's like watching a car wreck. It's it, I didn't watch the wreck happen. I'm hoping everyone's all right, and I'm fascinated. Like I'm reading this, I'm going, this is not my JSA, and there's some intriguing story elements. Yeah, it, it has not turned me off yet, but. I guess I'm too old and jaded. I'm expecting it to let me down hmm. because there's so many, there's so many books, even that I could pick 10 right now that, I, I, that I've read and be like, oh, this isn't going anywhere. This is, it may also be, I'm going to admit, maybe my age, maybe I grew up and got to read all the really good stories when they were cranking them. And now I've seen, I can look at a story and go, 
oh, that's a derivative of this or yeah, that. Sure. It's what the, my kids hate going to the Marvel movies with me because two minutes in, I can go, oh, it's going to be this. And I try not to anymore, saying I don't want to ruin the rest of the movies. Like, right. oh, it's going to be this. I already know how Kang Dynasty is going to end. I know how the Secret Wars is going to end. I can tell you right now, some variation. It's, Let's save that yeah, for Yeah, it's not presented, but, but we, we will see. <laughs> well, we, Maybe we should do Marvel prophecies. Marvel prophecies. Marvel prophecies. Okay. Yeah. yeah, baby. Just as as a as a fan. Yeah, when no, you, I when know. you sit there, yeah. you're like, oh, it's that story. It's not going to be exact, but we, we already know Secret Wars is going to be a variant of Hickman because we've already Hickman's very because we already talked about Robert Downey coming yeah. before it all those other. So you're gonna there'll be a few surprises. But if, did Infinity War surprise you? No. The end game at the end of that. Did you think Spider Man was dead? No, no, you know no. it was. That's no. so. That's sometimes with some of these. That's where I'm at. Right. I'm like I said, it's a CB kind of comic. For me, the one comic I'm really enjoying, and we're not going to talk in depth there, is the Miracle Man one because I've waited 26 years for this damn story to be done. And I will say it over again: Stephen's falling over because we've both been waiting on it, but he's got much more self control than I've got. He's waiting for the train. But I'm enjoying yes. Nightwing. Yes, I am. I can say Nightwing, yeah. I get excited. Hey, it's here. But just aside, I'm like, let's get through the first six issues and see what this is going to be. I like fallen out of favor with DC's team books as of late. I don't know why. It's I don't. It's not like there's an agenda or anything. It's just that it just seems like the last few team books that I've followed, I've ultimately been disappointed with. I was very disappointed with Bendis's Justice League. Some of the back books where they've got multiple back characters in at once have been a bit meh. There's a couple of others I can't really think off the top of my head, but that's just been a position that I've had. I'm watching this Justice Society very carefully because I'm like, okay, John's is good with team books. It's in history. Not, it's The history is there. It's not connected to any other narrative going on in the DCU right now, so that's mm -hmm. good too because that means I can just pick that one up, read it, and put it back down. I don't have to go and look anything else up or I don't need to read anything else. I'm quite happy about that. Have yeah. you seen what they've, like this announcement that's out that says the Titans are basically the new JLA? Yeah. So they're the premier, Titans are going to be the premier DCU yeah. team yeah. going forward. For now. It's coming out of Dark Crisis. They said, okay, Nightwing, yeah. everything's on you. So I'm wondering if, I'm wondering what that means, right? I think they're still doing another JLA yeah, book, right? Probably. Okay. So Jason is now getting to have a look at the missing page from the wow. Jeff Johns, Hank Pym, okay. Bennett Brandine, Love Trist in Vegas. Wow. That's, Just, that's what I remember from Jeff Johns. That's, yes, that She-Hulk Purple Underwear. My favorite book right now from anyone at the moment, book I look forward to the most every month, is World's Finest. Wade has just been so much fun. Yeah. It's been yeah. a great time to read. And it's very golden agey, Superman and Batman, but not at yeah. the same time. So it's a very fun set of stories. And the arc they did, there was a big bad, like, what was the demon-y thing they fought in that thing? Uh, Neuron, it's, it's... Oh, no. I, I Who are you talking about? It's Because it, it leads into this whole Lazarus thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's Nezha. Yeah. The devil Nezha. So the, this guy has, is the big bad in world's finest. Turns out that, and I, I didn't read Batman versus Robin 
which Wade also did. And that leads directly into the, the Lazarus planet, mm -hmm. mainly because I don't like any heroes versus heroes stories. Didn't like Civil War, didn't anything. You make my heroes fight each other. I don't love that. I didn't read that, but I picked up at Lazarus planet and it's that demony thing again mm -hmm. that that's in there. I'm interested to see what they do with that. The first issue, the alpha issue for this mini series was entertaining. It showed me, it basically tells me where they leave off at, at the end of Batman versus Robin. And they've basically blown up a Lazarus volcano and it's raining down Lazarus juice on some people, whatever that is. Um, it's a body fluid we're talking today. That's uh, <laughs> Lazarus juice. <laughs> What's interesting to me is there's a couple of sticky things they're going to do with this. Sticky? Sticky. Like Sorry, a classic. No, I'm being an ass because of the bodily fluids. Yeah. <laughs> the classic things. They're doing the, they're bringing back the electric Superman. So John Kent is going to get his powers transformed into an electric blue Superman, which I really like. And I remember you've always been I a really, fan of the, the electric Superman. I've, I've traded up my copy a couple of times. I think I've got a 9.8 because my copy was all beat up. I didn't know I take care of it the way I needed to. But as people have come in, Scott saves all of them for me. And now I have what I think is the best copy I've seen. It's good I should be the king. Hey, yeah. I, what I should do is I should go get that one slabbed and see if it is an eye. I, I, I think it is. I think it, it's a good one. It's hard because it has that black cover. And that black cover shows black. every flaw. Oh, yeah, flaw. Black, black covers are almost as bad as white covers. Yeah, sure. Every flaw gets shown. Anyway, so it's got that thing going on. But somehow this the Lazarus stuff is transforming all the people, like this yeah. demon-y thing. I'm interested in it mainly because I've loved World's Finest so much. The bad guy character was interesting in that. And though I always found it, Whatever they're fighting that day is way less interesting than the way the characters are are interacting with each other. Right. And I like stories like yeah, it, dialogue and the relationships. And they're sometimes Wade. I think Wade does very good. He does. I'm going to read some of it. What's weird is how they're doing it. Like it's in there are these the series of one shots, but it's not like you've got issues one through four or whatever. Right. You've got this, I think the ongoing is this Revenge of the Gods thing, maybe. I think that's the, well, the actual title it's going to be. I don't know. When you look at the, there's some in-house ads in there where it looks like Book of Lazarus is going to lead to something else. It's going to lead to something else, which makes it feel like a after crisis relaunch. Right. Yeah. That, and every time they do that, they, sh pardon me, guys, shit can the Justice League. They turn it into <laughs> something else so that they can all come back. And this is not news no. and then the titans getting to run around and be you know justice love that that's all great until dark side shows up because what, what's beast boy gonna do pee on his foot raven maybe starfire pop they've they're redoing cyborg again the the say the dark crisis ended with all the teams getting a decent treatment oh you had the justice league back from the dead uh, you had Justice Society who really showed up as the grown-ups in the room during the whole thing. And the Titans being elevated to a much higher status. And Titans are the ones who actually ultimately save the day in, in the dark. Yep, Nightwing leading and, you know, yeah. and 
So I feel like each of the the teams found a place in that, except for actually the Justice League. Exactly. The Justice League, what they're doing right now, they basically are, are taking a step back and yeah. laying the Titans run. I think it's probably the right thing. Right. Like dig Nightwing, doing nightwing things. It is nice to see some genuine love thrown in this way. And we all know the misadventures with editorial and Nightwing, blah, blah, blah. But it does... I have, I'm not reading it, but I've heard very good things. And it seems like they... Was it Tom Taylor who's writing it now? Not sure. I bet the... Whoever's writing it right now, I guess, has got a pretty good grasp of what makes Dick Grayson tick. No, it's Tom. As, I read as a character, the, yeah. I read the first issue, loved it. 80. The trade is still not out. They put out the hardcover. Hmm. The trade of that thing is still not released. So I've been waiting for the trade, and it's been forever. Well, yeah, because 80, yeah, 82 to 100, that's more than six issues. But yeah. break those up. Right. I think the hardcover was selling. We sold a bunch of the hardcover. So I think the hardcover was selling so well. They were like, let's hold it off a paper bag. Sure. That's exactly. There's an issue in that. Absolutely. Just fell out laughing in that. Nightwing got his own bat mic. One of the imps from that dimension. Right. Who is jealous of the other imps just wanted to find them a DC character. I might have to. That, and that, there's some things there. Are you catching up on anything else, Stephen? Um, terms like what I'm reading at the moment? No. Yeah. Yes and no. Easy I, for you to say. Easy for me to say, always. I've got a little bit of superhero fatigue at the moment. I'm finding that there are certain books that I will grab and I'll read when they come out, and then others I'll set aside. I'll get to that, I'll get to that. And I've got really good intentions. It might take a while, but there you go. I did notice in your pile there, Jason, you've got Action Comics 1051. I did read that because I read Action Comics 1050, and I'm curious as to how this book is going to work. Excuse me, now that they're doing this, it's not an anthology, but there's three very distinct stories mm -hmm. taking place. And I actually really liked it. I thought it was pretty good. The Power Girl story, the third story, is a bit weak, but only in so much that I found the other stories more, much more interesting than the yeah. Power Girl one. Not discounting the Power Girl one, and I appreciate that they're trying to do something different because I, I don't know if you two have this, but when I think of Power Girl, I really do have Jeff Johns, Amanda Connor. I mean, they, they nailed that a little too well. So to take her any other way, it's you're really going to have to... You're really going to have to sell this. It's But the lead story with Metallo I thought was pretty good. I, I won't spoil it. I love the Lois Lane joke about what they're keeping in the closet. I thought that that actually made the whole War World thing. was Now it's worth it that they did that. The whole reason was so that he yeah, could... Just so you can have this one gag. That was, that's that fine. Was I'll go with that now because yeah. I actually thought that was really funny. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm liking it. I like 
I like this whole House of L thing. I like Me this too. whole the family and the different and some of the new costumes are amazing. Yeah, the costumes are really good. I like the inclus the inclusivity of it all. I think that's really good. I like that Steel and Natasha Natasha are in there as well. I think that's really good because they all have. It's interesting because it's like Wade with. And Jones, actually, to a certain degree. But Wade was the one who really punched the button on with the Flash. The idea that you can have this sort of core group of characters whose mm -hmm. power set, it's all actually quite simple, but they're all very different. And so... The personalities make it... Yeah, so it's not about the power. You're not reading the book because you like reading a story about people who move really fast. You're reading the book because they're very unique characters. They're, they stand on their own. And that's what's drawn me... You touched on about bringing the Superman family back together. Yeah. Because I enjoyed that in the 90s. Yeah. The death of Superman when we got those other yeah. characters in there. It was fun to see them interact. But Batman has his family all the time. And, and sometimes it almost gets a little worn out. It does. So this is a fresh take. And when we do our Superman episode, and that's, that needs to be a two-hour. Because I, Jason's very knowledgeable, and I have some very... Yes. Distinct thoughts about the different breaks in the time and, and Superman's always been super. Yes. If he's done, he is. But that will save that one for the show. Um, so, just before I forget though, real quick, I really like I really like the work that's been done on Super and in, in recent years, especially when we talked about this a little bit in the last episode, the Tom King thing. I really like that book. That yeah. was Oh, good. So I'm hoping if that's how they're going to, she's going to fit in really well because she'll have her own little unique. It seemed like that. Place. It seems like she had yeah. a good, it seemed like they were representing her as a stronger character Yeah, in the story. And she's grown up. They've let her grow up. And I think that's a good thing. That's right. And I really love the super family stuff. And the second story in there is mm -hmm. all super family. And it's a different time period, but it's a different storyline. But I just, I really dug this. I love this direction. I think they're going to be good. It was a really nice cliffhanger. It was. To end on, it was. Right? And they've got, what's his name? The Chinese Superman is in there as well. And you've got the two kids from, well, I, yeah, I just, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. You need to, you have to have Kellex there to translate for the Chinese guy, <laughs> which I they're thought playing was great. The video games. Yeah. No, that was good. The other book I wanted to mention because it's, I think it's about, I think it's about to depart. And then it seems like what Marvel are doing is rather than allowing these two titles to be ongoing, they're deliberately breaking them into unofficial miniseries that are part of a greater whole is their licensed books with Alien and Predator. Predator yes. And I've really been enjoying the Alien one. And it surprised me because I picked up the first issue on a whim. Like, oh, Marvel's got Alien now. That's kind of interesting. It's a Disney princess. Yeah, I know. It is. And it seems, but this is, just seems like such a strange thing. I've really been enjoying it. Um, again, there's some really good characterization, good character work. And Predator is following the similar threads. Yeah, again, it's, it's, I like that Marvel are doing that. I wish DC were doing a little bit more of that because they do have Tom King doing his miniseries, which almost counts because you want to take a break from superhero stuff every now and then. What's Tom King's miniseries? 
he's doing Danger Street. He's wrapping up the Human Target. Okay, thing. That's right, the Human Target. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but no, Action Comics definitely. I'm liking that. And yeah, the only other one is I did read Sins of Sinister this week. Oh yeah, yeah. How is it? It's very interesting. I'm a bit behind on all things X. Going into details and spoilers, clearly I missed something that happened recently, but that's okay because you lean into it. Yeah, it's there's a fun aspect to it because Nathaniel Essex, Mr. Sinister, he's the star of the show here, and he's very, he's very over-the-top villain. Mm-hmm. Diabolical and snarky, and it's it's there's some fun to that, actually. Mm-hmm. I thought there was very fun to that. I'm looking forward to it because they're stopping... They're pulling an Age of Apocalypse, aren't they? so yes. they're stopping all the main, some of the main titles, and replacing them with the immoral X Men and Storm mm-hmm. and the Brotherhood and stuff like that for a few months. And again, I like it when they mix things up. You always know it's going to go back to the status quo. And sometimes, like I said earlier with Batman, some of us get anxious. Like, actually, quite. Can we have Alfred? Yeah, I know, but but, but often uh, with the X Men is what status quo are they going to go back to? That's very true. Because that's very true. I am personally done with the human universe. Island. Well, Krakoa. Not that I'm sure. I'm sure Walt Disney never looks at Marvel and goes, "Hey, this we're going to do this X Men movie, and none of this makes sense." So y'all need to start writing books that line up with that. I'm, I'm sure that editorial direction is never given. I'm just wondering when the Thanos snap is going to happen and. Suddenly they're all get to school and don't remember it. And whatever X-Men characters are in the book, what's going to be up on the screen. I'm jaded enough to think, I know that that's going to happen. Because there was a time right after Chris Evans had the hard hat for Captain America that my Captain America ran around with a military helmet on and a web belt with military stuff on there. And I'm wondering, but have that issue I've read yet. I thumbed through it and noticed a lot of people had red gems. And I'm like, what is this? And so I'm going to go back and read it. But I noticed the Flash One Minute War. And I do have some yep. thoughts on that. I have not read that. Question on this for you. You might, you'll know better than me. You're reading it. Yes. What do you think? I enjoy more in JSA. I'm, if they leave everything. The way it is now, if they end the story, they're redoing a trope that I think is weak storytelling. Oh, really? What, what happens to Barry? And I don't, I'm, not, I'm definitely not going to spoil it here. I'm enjoying the New 52 Rebirth, Kid Flash, hanging out with Impulse. Yeah, that's pretty the fun. Two, the two of them sitting there <laughs> behind a wall, stuff's exploding, and then Max pops up, or Jay pops up, yeah. and Max is... Off somewhere, the fact that Max Mercury's come back, yeah, really makes me excited. And the concept that these aliens are speedsters, and this is all taking place in one minute, uh, that hasn't been done before. But I am in, uh, enjoying it a little bit more than Justice Society. So, what was your question? Or I love it. I love the concept of. We're gonna we're gonna have an entire series yeah, like that, that only happens that happens in one minute. Yep. It's such a good idea for a for a flash. It hasn't been done as far as I know. It hasn't been done. 
it's a good idea. I'm having fun with how they're doing. Apparently they can still go faster than these guys accelerate them to, because it turns out the bad guys accelerate them to just speediness when they show up and they have technology that can access the speed force and the, uh, what they tell us in this most recent issue is that there are biological conduits for the speed mm. force face. So that's what they, they talk about. My question for you is this character they introduced in the end, Miss Murder. Have we seen her before or is she new? Let me take a, take a quick look at the, oh, wait. Right there, Miss Murder. She looks, okay. So the costume looks very, it's a knockoff of the Joker who laughs. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly what I feel like. Almost want to say that it is, and I have no reason to pick this out, but Wally West's girlfriend that had magnetic powers. Magenta. Magenta. That kind of went nuts. For the time being. The costume coloring is reminiscent of that. Yeah. But, she, but she also has the the hawk and dove type cape. Yeah. And she might be a... Oh, white hair? Yeah, white hair. She might be, might be a, a, a corrupted yeah. version of Don Granger. Yeah. But I, if they stick with the Batman Who Laughs variant, then this is a corrupted hero yeah, and if you lean into who could that be, speed forcey wise, mm. I don't know. But as we were talking about Bat families and Superman families, I enjoy seeing the Flash family together. Even even Jesse Quick is in there, and yeah. made reference to she's still married to Our Man. Yeah. I, I always I enjoyed that. I'm glad they didn't reintroduce or didn't lose that in the reintroduction. But there's Steven's going to hunt through it, but there is a, like I said, there's a little trope in there that I, if there's not a way to fix it, this is, I think, think they're going to fix it. I think she's between heartbeats yeah. and he, yeah, yeah he yeah. thinks she's dead, but, she, but they're between heartbeats. It, it, it's another, to me, it's how many times can Aunt May die and <laughs> still have that emotional punch. Well, same thing with Superman. Like the last thing in, in Dark Crisis when they kill off the Justice League, we're like, yeah, oh, yeah, where are they? Where yeah, are they? Like, like, nobody oh, cares. Yeah, pop, what, we don't believe you at all. So the, are the, I'm flicking through the, the latest issue, which is part two of the story. So are these, the fraction, are these, they're all different species. Are they all like aliens? I yes. think they've, yeah. shown, they've, they've so, shown up and they've done something to slow everyone down but speed everybody it speeds up the speedster they showed up in dark crisis like one of the dark crisis flash stories jesse quick ran into him along the way and they uh, oh miss martian that's yeah. a good idea and i'm only saying that she's got a green belly button okay. and she's got white hair it's possible that's possible yeah it's what i would tell you these two together yeah. is the best part of this. Okay. Uh, I might have to check this out. We're doing this again. Yeah. It's, uh, okay. It's one of those things Leave where <laughs> we'll see. We'll, <laughs> we'll see where they go. I think, I think that's going to pop back yeah. out. That's a, that's one of those deaths in college. You're like, I don't know. And forgive us for showing up. I'm showing panels and not discussing. Cause some of y'all haven't read this and listened to it. By the time you hear this, you'll probably right. seriously already wrapped up. And then we'll come back and comment. See if we're right. Yeah. I was right about who the is in Justice Society, though. Yeah, we both. Did you? Yeah. 
Okay. I said, we were talking to John. We said it different yeah. times. I said okay. it's per deck. Because you see a redheaded guy in a trench coat in the Justice Society. It's per deck. It's going to be per deck. Every time. Yeah, that's right. Maybe Lex Luthor from Earth One because he had yeah. red hair. But that's yeah. not. Per deck. Yeah. Who is, again, a ridiculous villain who maybe will actually get something decent out of him this time. I don't know. Because he was a zero out. No, that was. Oh, no. That was Hawk that turned into. Sorry, never mind. And Parallax. Let's move on. Is that issue four? Which got? It's issue three. I've got. I've I've read Um, one, and I need to read two and three. The one, and this is speaking of non-superhero comics. The ones is a it's a dark horse book written by Bendis, and it's fascinating. The idea is. All the people who are the chosen ones through all the different times, they're pulled together for this massive crisis that they have to overcome in that Satan has spawned a child. And there's this baby Satan out there. Right. And they right. had, he's it's brought right. them all together. They're like, so let me get this straight. You have some prophecy and you want us to go kill a baby now. And it's just this whole, it's a funny story. It's a great concept. All the people who are the one getting together as the ones. And third issue, we finally, I think we saw a little bit of baby Satan last time. He's slightly older Satan now, and he's just a snotty kid and he's hilarious. And the whole thing is just tongue in cheek, fun. What was weird to me, the only weird thing about this book to me was, um, it's very cartoonish. It's written okay. in a light-hearted sort of way. It's cartoonish. And it's it's funny. It's a funny, it's a funny but they they drop more F bombs than I would have imagined. Well, when you, and when you're dealing I mean, with Satan, there's he's pretty funny. He's no, I'm the real deal, man. That's what he said. That's what he's on the real deal. But yeah, it's a fun book. Like it is I love a fun written book every once in a while. This and I'm reading Firepower, though I switched to the trade because the trades read so well in Firepower. His books, I think his books are certainly made for trade. This is, in fact, it's so made for trade. Sometimes I would read a single issue and think, I don't think a single thing happened in here. Like it was clearly the in-between issue. Yeah, sure. Like a, not a filler chapter, but like the transition to the next one. Sure. And enough of those that I was like, yeah, I'm just going to get the trade. I'll be much happier if I read that one. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So yeah, that firepower is that one, but. The ones is the one I'm picking up issue by issue. Yeah. Actually, tonight I plan on reading two and three because John round those up. Yeah. Three's, three's dense. Camp out for a little while. So there, it's a good one. But I'm enjoying the stuff I'm reading. I'm interested to see. It's, I'm interested to see what happens with some of the events that are coming. I started Dark Web, but I'm not a strong enough Spider-Man guy to know what the heck was going on. Okay. I gave up on it. Just... Yeah, it it looked interesting to me. It looked like a good concept. I just couldn't do it. And then Sense of Sinister, I burned out on X-Men with all the Higman stuff. Like I was getting a lot of that, way more than I ever have in my life with right. Higman stuff. And then I just burned out. I kept Marauders, which I think was the strongest of those books when they came out. And then what's the, what's the other big, oh, the Lazarus plan. I just talked, it's coming out. So. I'm happy with where things are right now. I wish I had some, I'm not reading anything Marvel right now. 
and zero Marvel point. I'm enjoying the Fantastic Four. Yeah, Marvel. Yeah, I think a lot of there are a lot of books that fans can have this relationship with, but for me, Fantastic Four is one of those books that's a love hate. I love a good Fantastic. There are so many bad ones there. <laughs> yes. This right now has the hopes of a very entertaining. Yep. And, and, so. and I, I like one-off stories that lead into arcs. I like arcs that make sense. So I, it's not the writing style versus do I want just solo character-driven stories or do I want action because I do a balance. But right now that one is a very entertaining book for me. I, I would Anyone that's borderline Fantastic Four fan, the way it starts, you don't need to know what happened before with Slot. And on, I'd actually, I'd, I'd go a little bit further than that, Scott. I would say even if you're not the greatest yeah. Fantastic Four fan, it's a pretty decent place to jump in because I've got a good feeling about it. And it's only been three issues, but it's been pretty solid so far. Touch on Jason's Spider-Man stuff. That dark web. We brought... Madeline Summers back in as the Goblin Queen or whatever. Why she would be jicky jacking with Spider Man? They got some story in there trying to tie it together. I'll read the trade, but yeah. Spider Man has started to let me down again. I have a huge love hate relationship with Thor. Kate's is off of it, which is fine, but it's just a lot of bad Thor. <laughs> I think like y'all, most of my now right my reading comes from DC. And independence, I've gone out of my way to go find some of the old dynamite green hornets and shadows, trade paperbacks to read those. Been crime noir vibe again, right? Which doesn't do anyone any good on this podcast because <laughs> we don't sell those. We will talk about others. You've already said you have superhero fatigue, Steve. Yeah, just a little bit. It's so I have to be pick and choosy just at the moment. Have you picked up any of the really good independents that have come out recently? Like the Department of Truth? I'm following Department of Truth and he's killing the children in trade. Okay. Me too. I switched to trade. Yeah. Just because convenience more than anything else. Yeah. It's Because you get six months between books, yeah. which is great because the new one comes out. I can sit down, I can read it, and then I d it's not something that I need to follow with that kind of monthly repetition thing. And also, I think they are the kind of stories that sort of do well collected. Yeah. I know that's such a, that, that's been an ongoing argument in place for probably since Bendis took Daredevil, which is when the whole, my memory is the whole decompressed storytelling thing really started to break out because that's the first time that I remember getting that backlash of nothing has happened in this book for the last three months. But if you wait and you read it in a trade, all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh that it's was fine. World, yeah. yeah, because it was a bunch of talking heads. and But that's okay, because in the grand scheme of things, it, it worked fairly well. I like anything that Ed Brubaker does, I tend to, to jump into. So we had the latest Friday book that came out uh, a few weeks back. And I read that, and that that's an interesting see that's a tough one because that looks that's going to be an annual thing and that's too long yeah. to wait come on i want a bit more although it is a digital comic i think so i could 
But if you're just following the trade, there you go. It's also about 26 years. 20. Don't worry. Man, you're just, you're, you're just like a dog with a bone. <laughs> the miracle man. Miracle yeah. man. Again. I no, need I'm, just, to... I'm just amazed I'm going to live to see the end of this story, I hope. That's really what it is. I'm telling... All right. So it's time once again for Uncle Stephen's tale of woe and depression. This is a true story, kids. This is a true story. This is what waiting for the trade maybe isn't the way to go. I know this for a fact. Because many years ago, 1989 to be precise, Christmas of 1989, I was visiting Florida and I was hanging out with an old childhood friend of mine named Mike. And one evening, Mike took me over to meet a friend of his named Rob, I think, who was a comic book fan. And so just, you know how when you meet a friend of a friend, you just for a little bit, it's, oh, it was cool, that's nice. And we were at his place, and I happened to understand, he's got this big stack of comic on a coffee table, and on the top of the stack is the latest issue of Sandman. So this probably would have put it in, I don't know, the late teens, maybe early 20s, I, I, I'm not entirely sure. But I I made a comment to this guy, like, oh, you're reading Sandman? And he was like, well, yeah, yeah, no. Okay, because I'm a big fan of the yes such questions as we as we <laughs> proved earlier and he said oh, i am he said but i he said you know what i i read it up to like issue 10 and i know this is just going to be amazing and i don't want to split it up I, i'm going to wait until this thing ends and then i'm going to read the whole thing and, and that's how i'm going to do this and i'm like yeah but you don't know when that's you don't know how long this series is going to go and he goes no and he said, i got a feeling this is going to be a finite thing which is very true yeah, he did get hit by a bus and died. So, <laughs> which, it's not funny, but at the same time, no, it's me. my it's delivery me. of that was... He literally was hit by a bus. He was, yeah, I found out a few years later that he was hit by, he got hit by a bus and he died. He got killed by a bus. And it's a horrible thing. I don't know this guy. I, I met him just for a few hours briefly. Damn it, if the first thing that my brain didn't go to was... And he has no, he, he has, all he got was that so far with Sandman. Did he, he finish he, it? I don't know. I don't think, I think he died before it ended. Somewhere when they were clearing out this guy's place, there's a huge stack of unread Sandmans. Because he was just, he could have just hung in there for just a little bit longer. But I do think of that when it's the whole, I'll wait till this thing is a miracle, man. Yeah, no, it's, it's I've waited this long. I can wait a little bit longer. It's going to be a finite thing. It's not going to be an ongoing. I'll wait till it's done and I'll blitz through the whole thing. Hopefully, I'm not tempting fate. The gods will have me hit well, by a bus. We, we don't know if it's going to be overnight. To store to pick up the hard you know, copy that day. Be overnight. He might join the Defenders and he'll be able to read his ongoing. I don't. X Men. I uh, think this is going to be fine. Oh, yeah. Right? No, they'll wrap it up because Kanan's not going to. No, he's not going to commit he, to he, he, he wants to finish the series and then maybe Jeff Johns will get a crack at writing him and uh, it's a well. The Manhattan. I like Doomsday Clock, but that's another one. I read the first two or three issues and was like, I'm going to wait till this whole thing is collected. Little did I know, it would take two years. Thank you for dropping in on the Multiverse Podcast. 
Please subscribe and give us a rating on your favorite podcast site. It makes a big difference to a new cast like ours. If you'd like to find us in person, our brick and mortar store is The Multiverse in Hearst, Texas. If you'd like to find us online, we are at www.multiverse.shop. See you next time.